0: Hi, this is Seth Harper and I'm Asher
1: Calio and this is the Living Uncharted podcast.
0: Right, so um i want to uh actually introduce a guest uh seth harper thanks so much for coming on the podcast Woo! oh yeah man dude i'm i'm happy to be here <laughs> i'm always happy to be here you know? we talked about how we needed a new intro and so i wrote that down I was, I was like what can we do for an intro i was like i'll just introduce seth as a guest oh <laughs> throw people off a little bit but i i was thinking about putting it in our document for the episode i was like well if i do that then i'll know it's gonna going. see it coming and the <laughs> action's not gonna be genuine at all so well well there you go there's a little
1: little behind the scenes for for you folks about
0: asher trying to surprise me how thoughtful <laughs> well yeah you know gotta keep things fresh in our relationship dude that's
1: right don't let the flame die out you know
0: and it never will that's right how you doing asher just like how's life (laughs) i'm good (laughs) yeah um (laughs) yeah you know today was a tough day please please enlighten us it was tough you know it started out really good i got off a 24-hour shift at the station and he's everybody, he's grinding. I just, just grinding away. We didn't have a single call. It was a really tough day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. No, it was a good shift though. Got some stuff done, and then got to elsewhere. It's a little coffee shop in Oshkosh at around eight, and I was doing some research for the podcast. Uh, feeling really adult, just like basking in it <laughs> um you know you're an adult you, when you go to a coffee shop to, uh, yeah to do research to do Research. that's right yep i felt like i was doing homework i felt like i was back in class but <laughs> that's right um fun homework oh absolutely so i was at elsewhere for a little while and then there's this uh in oshkosh there's this new like Herbalife. life it's called It's this little, like they make shakes and stuff. That
1: sounds like a pyramid scheme. If I'm being, it is for
0: sure. It, it really smacks of pyramid scheme. (laughs) Anyway, this really nice lady, Lisa runs the place and she just started up. So I was like, "What? we're going to go over and support her. The shake was $8. Oh my God. But she was like, Oh, like any plans for today? And I was like, actually, yeah, I'm recording a podcast with my friend, Seth. And she was like, oh, what's the podcast called? And so uh, we might have a new listener. Let's go, so, Lisa. If you're listening to this, you rock. We love you, Lisa.
1: Shout
0: yeah, out. You're cool. You're cool. Um, so did that and then went back to elsewhere, read my book for a while uh came home showered oh no i went i went to the gym did it got a workout in uh and then i went to dinner at uwo the college here and um i got there and we were just kind of waiting for dinner and this girl came up to one of my friends and she knew her from class. I guess she was like, "Oh, hey, like, what's going on?" And then um, my friend like introduced me, like, "Oh, this is my friend Asher." And the girl was like, "Oh, like, I can't really, I can't really tell. Like, are you thirty or like?" I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm 22." And the look of shock on this girl's face when I told her that she was like, "Oh my gosh." I I'm wearing a tie today.
1: If you guys are wondering what this looked like, just imagine what happens when kids find out that Santa Claus isn't.
0: <laughs> it was about that level of shock. Yeah. She was like, Oh my gosh, I thought you were a professor. Like, why are you guys hanging out with the professor? And then she really just started to dig a hole for herself by asking me if I had some kind of like premature aging condition going on. So that's, oh man, that's about how my day's going. Have have you, have you recovered from that? Um, you know, no. All right. Well, there will probably be some tears on my pillow tonight. Everyone send, send your thoughts and prayers out to Asher. Yeah. Really, really, I need, I need some, you know, mental aloe for that. Yeah, that's that's how my dig. Awesome. How you doing, Seth? <laughs> I'm
1: good. <laughs> I'm good.
0: Um anyone
1: uh
0: confuse you for a 30 year old professor today.
1: Uh no, not today. Um, hmm. Hey, honestly, you know, professor's kind of a compliment though. Like I think of Indiana Jones.
0: See like, that part, yeah, that part the ladies like, were into yeah. him.
1: I'm just cool. saying.
0: Like I'll take professor. Yeah. You
1: know. But uh, as you yeah. guys can probably tell, uh, t- today is going to be a little bit more of a relaxed episode.
0: Yeah, we're uh, a little more chill today.
1: You know, and that's OK. We, still got some content planned for you guys. We uh, we did a little bit of research on some interesting places around the world that we thought would be fun to travel to. And uh, so we did some research on how to prepare for those traveling to those places and what to do while you're there.
0: Because we do research That's for right. this podcast, guys.
1: We we put in the work
0: so you guys don't have to. Yep. That's right. This is premium content. That's right. Absolutely.
1: But before we get to that, we do have one kind of crazy announcement to make about the podcast. This is wild. This is wild. This is not the
0: announcement that I thought we'd be making for episode five.
1: This is only 5 in, guys. So, everyone get ready. Because since the last time we recorded, our first episode, A New Adventure Begins, has now been streamed over a hundred times. Which is crazy. Like, First of all, thank you all so much if you've been tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate your support, and we we honestly love hearing from you. What do you think of the show and ideas for the
0: show? It's all thanks to you guys, uh our listeners, and uh, make sure you smash that notification bell. Make sure you <laughs> like smash and it. <laughs> Just like the cringiest like YouTube, <laughs> sorry, influencer stuff. Yeah, uh,
1: but in all seriousness, you know if you if you do like the show. Obviously, continue listening. Um, Believe a review wherever you listen. Make sure to follow it. Um, tell your
0: adventurous friends about
1: us. Or your non-adventurous friends. Or your non-adventurous friends.
0: That's right. I told somebody today, somebody else at Elsewhere that I was doing a podcast because I just tell everyone about the podcast. That's right. Um, And they were like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, well, we kind of like teach people about living an adventurous life. (laughs) And they were like, Oh yeah, I do not have an adventurous life. (laughs) Whenever somebody asks me what I've done since the last time I've seen them, I say, well, my house in Sims is looking really nice. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, cool. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to my wife who uh, is always talking about her animal crossing world. See, Animal Crossing is a different vibe than Sims, though. Oh, absolutely. Totally different. I've never played either one, but that's what I
1: gather. <laughs> I, I would imagine it's a little bit little bit different vibe. You know, how, like, Wii Sports is a little bit different vibe than, like, GTA. You know, that,
0: that kind of a thing. <laughs> Those are different vibes, certainly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, but just thank you all
1: so much. Uh, for coming along with us on this ride as we explore what adventure is and uh, we don't plan on stopping anytime soon so stick around because that's what we're gonna do
0: the days of us starting the episode by saying here we are back for another one that's done that's right we we know what we're about yeah <laughs> oh man all right
1: so um yeah, like like I said today, it's probably it's going to be a little bit more relaxed. We might we might go on a few random tangents. You might get an in-depth look into the crevices of our minds. You never know. We don't we don't cool. know what's going to happen. You know. So just uh, buckle up and uh get ready to to learn about different places you can travel to and what you can do there.
0: Yeah, specifically in your car if you're in a car while you're listening to this. Buckle up for sure. Yeah.
1: We we at the Living Uncharted podcast, and I, I believe I can speak on behalf of both myself and Asher. We believe wholeheartedly in wearing seatbelts when you're in the car. Yeah, no, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> seatbelts are good.
1: <laughs> yep, wear a seatbelt. If you've ever watched Zombieland, you know it's one of the rules to surviving the apocalypse: wear a seatbelt. Yeah,
0: which and look in the back seat.
1: Yes, look in the back seat. Uh,
0: cardio. Don't forget about cardio. Uh, double tap. Beware of bathrooms. Man, how many times do you watch that movie? Uh, probably two or three.
1: I don't know. I just watched it recently. So it's kind of fresh in my memory. Yeah. Shout out to Woody Harrelson. Fantastic actor. Fantastic. Love, that. Love that man. <laughs> uh, so yeah. We're going to talk about a few different places that we've personally thought would be interesting to visit i don't know Astro. i feel like throughout our friendship we've we've just been hanging out on certain occasions and we'll just like say hey what if we did this you know i feel like that happens quite a
0: bit what if we started a podcast that's we finally did here we are and and here we are we're men of our words eventually eventually (laughs) (laughs) we'll get around to it right but yeah like
1: I don't know. I feel like we've we've talked about traveling to different places. We've talked about buying a houseboat and just like yeah. traveling around in that, which that hasn't happened yet, but you never know.
0: We've talked about uh having houses right next to each other that would be connected by a lazy river.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: Full Gus and Sean from Psych style. That's
1: right. We had a lot of pop culture references in today. I like that. I appreciate yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah we're with the times
1: we we are so hip with the kids guys you wouldn't even know
0: we are the kids Seth.
1: no we're 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 mature we're not the kids anymore shout out to kids and old people we love you both
0: <laughs> so <laughs> many shout outs I, I know this is a full episode already
1: i want I, I don't know i woke up and I. i guess i decided i want to make it rich today so
0: rich with that we're gonna close out the episode <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much guys for listening before i go too off the rails
1: yeah but no um so yeah i think i'll i'll kick us off um with a place that i've done a little bit of research on honestly i think i think for this one asher and i've both done a little bit of research on this one but oh yeah so if y'all know anything about me um and asher but yeah. but, but especially me i would say I love Lord of the Rings, love, love J.R.R. Tolkien, love his works, uh, the fantasy world that, that he created, I, I personally believe is unmatched um, in terms of its scope and its depth um, and the detail that he put into it. And so the books are really good. Uh, the movies are also really good. Um, the Hobbit, eh, not so much, but the Lord of the Rings
0: movies. We got to get Viggo Mortensen on the pod. Oh, I'd be insane.
1: You know how much I would cry out of sheer joy if that happened.
0: Yeah, amazing.
1: Like that. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Um. So yeah, if you guys know anything about the Lord of the Rings movies, they were filmed in New Zealand. Uh, the majority of them, um, to the point where um, they actually have a portion of New Zealand where you can go and visit the set of the Lord of the Rings. And so, personally, that's always a dream that I've had. That's Honestly, when people ask me what are some of the top places that you want to travel to, every time I answer, my number one choice is New Zealand. Pretty much for for the Lord of the Rings reason. But, as it turns out, from the research that I did, um, there's a lot of other things to do in New Zealand too. So, uh, before I get to what you can do in New Zealand, uh, I figured it'd be good to answer the question, how do you get there? And how do you stay there? So, it turns out that uh, besides if you just want to like travel there for like a quick vac- ta- vacation there is something you can do that is it's offered by uh, New Zealand's government it's called a USA working holiday visa and and basically the way this works is that you you can come to New Zealand for 12 months and and work there but also be given time to like you still have a lot of free time to explore the area, um, really get to know the culture. And it's it's specifically for if you're a citizen of the United States and if you are 18 to 30 years old. So I, I apologize for anyone who's younger or older than that. I'm sure there are other ways you can get to New Zealand. Uh,
0: <laughs> I wonder why it is just that younger age group.
1: That's a good question. I, I, was, I was kind of thinking about that, and I feel like it's probably because I would imagine – that age group you know our age group we we like to travel places like we we value experiences more than owning things usually that's specifically for the gen z generation and so i don't know there's probably just like a high demand of people that wanted to explore new zealand so they probably came up with this so yeah it's for 12 months you have to be 18 to 30 years of age um there's no limit on the uh, amount of these visas that they can give out so you never have to be worried about being put on a wait list um to that's do, cool
0: to uh to get there yeah yeah absolutely because i've been to countries where they have like a specific amount of work visas that they can give right and yeah, once exactly. you hit that it's you're done yep yep exactly
1: uh usually is really quick uh, it'll usually process within a month. So that's super nice. You don't have to wait super long to find out whether you're approved or not. Uh, and it doesn't cost that much either. It costs 420 New Zealand dollars, which if I do a quick calculation, converting that over to American dollars.
0: Calculating.
1: Oh, not New Zealand language. Pretty sure they speak English. It's a bit of a different English, but it's English all the same. If there's any... uh. New Zealand listeners right now, you can correct me if there's any other languages
0: that uh, you guys speak regularly. So New Zealandish. That's right. <laughs> uh, or Orkish, maybe, you know. Orcish. <laughs> the black speech of Mordor. That's right.
1: If there's also if there's any listeners who know any of the languages from Lord of the Rings, hit me up. I, I
0: if want there's it. any listeners, cool. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, just anyone, if you're listening at all, just
1: reach out to us. You know, if you you're have- right
0: where you are, that's right, You're right where you should be. That's right.
1: So, yeah, four hundred and twenty New Zealand dollars. That converts currently to about two hundred and fifty seven U.S. dollars. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of money, but for for a one time fee, I guess that's not terrible. And so, yeah, you can work in New Zealand for up to 12 months or you can study there for six months if you decide you would rather go the the education route. Hmm. I know there's also an extension you can get if you decide to work in the agriculture industry. Um, the agriculture industry, or I believe a couple other ones, um, they could you could potentially get your visa extended up to 15 months if you want to stay longer. All right. So yeah, I don't know if any of you are interested in hearing all that, but I personally was because I think that going and spending a year in New Zealand would be epic.
0: You only get like... 80 years or something like that so you might as well spend one of them not where you are right now that's right
1: i'll be lucky if i get to 80 years man i don't i don't know if i'm gonna live that long i'll, I'll be happy if i hit 70 i mean we're i'm already going bald like <laughs> next toes will just start falling off
0: yikes dude don't get um what's it called leprosy on me that's not <clears throat> not cool we do have cures for it now, but let's just not even
1: not even go down that path mess around with. Yeah, it. I, you know, out of all the diseases that I would prefer to incur, uh, leprosy is probably not one of them. <laughs> Asher, what's your favorite disease? <laughs> um,
0: It's got to be jaundice, man. <laughs> oh, man, I, I told I you just I just want to be yellow. You <laughs> know.
1: Oh, that's oh, I dude, you're going to get canceled now.
0: No, it, because of the disease. Get your mind out of the gutter, bro. I told y'all
1: this episode was gonna be weird. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's how you can get to New Zealand and live there for a year. Cool. Um, but here's the big question: What can you do in New Zealand once you're actually there? Um, so I found an, uh, an online um, list of the top ten things to do in New Zealand, which, by the way, for um for all the places that we'll be talking about today uh, we'll be posting we'll be putting the links to where we got all this information in the description to the episode so uh, if you want to learn more information or see some of the pictures of some of the stuff we're describing you'll have access to that but anyway yeah i found an article with like the top 10 best things to see in new zealand uh i'm not going to talk about all of them i'm just going to point out a couple of them honestly the biggest thing that i want to point out is that out of these top 10 Visiting the set of The Lord of the Rings was not on there in the top 10. Not on the top 10? It was not in the top 10.
0: Dude, New Zealand must be amazing.
1: (laughs) See, here's the thing. I agree. Uh, At first, I was super offended that it wasn't on there. But then I was like, man, if it didn't make it that high on the list, what other stuff is there to see? They got better stuff, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the things is exploring the city of Auckland, which... If you look at New Zealand on a map, there's the the South Island, which is a little bit longer. And then there's a North Island. Um, so Auckland is in that North Island. Up there, up north. Um, way
0: up north there, you know. Way up north there, guy.
1: And apparently there's a bunch of stuff to explore there. Um, there's 50 inactive volcanoes in the area, which that's pretty epic a bunch of pacific and asian cuisine uh yeah like the the food scene super great some wine regions in the area some
0: pretty cool beaches i've heard about yeah i mean there's like surrounded by ocean basically that's right and then
1: apparently even if you're not into rugby apparently they have a lot of passionate rugby fans in this area so if you're in the area during rugby season, their team is the New Zealand Warriors um, or the Auckland or the Auckland Blues. Um, and so apparently there's a ton of passionate rugby fans in the area. So like, I don't know, like I've never actually, like I've seen clips of rugby before. I've never actually taken the time to, to actually watch a full rugby match. But I feel like if I was there and if it was something that people of that culture are really excited about, that's probably something I'd want to experience.
0: I was thinking about like, I've, I've never watched a full rugby game before. Yeah, I know. I feel like got to change that.
1: I feel like most Americans haven't. It. No, it's not really a, not really a sport that's been uh, super popularized here. But
0: it seems like a, a bunch of burly men just beating each other up. That <laughs> seems like my kind of sport. I've, I've been interested to like play it actually, but I've never actually watched a game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, apparently, they have a bunch of awesome hiking trails throughout the country, throughout the whole country of New Zealand, not just in Auckland. Apparently, some of the best ones are the Rakura Track. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, um, and the beach-fringed Abel Tasman Coast Track. Um, you had five times fast. Well, wow. yeah. And so they call these their great walks. Apparently, there is there's ten of them currently, soon to be eleven. And so uh, they're very popular. Um, and so um, you usually you usually need to book tickets for when you're going to go in them just because New Zealand's Department of Conservation cares a lot of keeping the nature in that area sustainable and making sure it doesn't get worn away or trashed. Um, so they just put they usually put a limit on how many can be there at once. Hmm. Uh, which I guess kind of makes sense. Right. Smart. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. yeah, I don't know personally I'm, I'm a big fan of environmental conservation. We We need to keep our beautiful areas of God's creation help them to stay beautiful. Yeah. keep the wild I, places wild. That's right. Let's see. all right uh, Wellington, another another big uh, city to explore in in New Zealand. Apparently it's like, it's a good in between of like the, the nature aspects of New Zealand and the urban, the urban aspects of it, the bunch of local breweries. Really? Yes. Which that personally sounds epic to me. Like beer. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. I would not expect that from New Zealand, honestly. I don't know. I,
1: what, what were you expecting from New Zealand?
0: <laughs> I Just Lord of the Rings, I guess. Uh, yeah I mean, and sheep i don't know about the sheep or the rings and sheep yeah
1: so that's actually wellington is actually the capital of that of that northern island there so hawks bay another big area to explore queenstown another big area to explore and then finally one last thing i'll say is i'm just gonna read this one word for word because it sounds epic kayaking in pristine fjordland Cruising through Milford Sound on a day trip is popular, but a better strategy for experiencing the scale, spectacle, and stillness of Fiordland's most famous sheltered anchorage is to explore by kayak. Go to Roscoe's Milford Kayaks with ultimate on-the-water views of the fjords, cascading, quicksilver waterfalls, and massive forest-covered cliffs. That that sounds perfect. Like How else would you want to spend a day?
0: If you have the opportunity to see something by kayak, why wouldn't
1: absolutely absolutely so yeah that's that's a little bit about new zealand um definitely somewhere that i want to get to eventually dude what if we retired there do they think they'd make an exception for us even though we're not 18 to 30
0: dude when you get that old you can do whatever you want
1: that's true you're right totally forgot about that when you're i feel like when you get past like 65. You just get a pass to do and say whatever you want and no one can do you anything about
0: it. You don't have any
1: rules anymore. That's
0: right. Yep. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's that's New Zealand. Nice. Well, we're just gonna kind of go back and forth. The area that I chose, uh, the first first one I wanted to talk about, it's called the Azores. I I guess there's a couple different ways to pronounce it. It looks like Azores. Um, yeah. A couple, there's a couple different names for it. It's called the Azores or um, the autonomous region of the Azores. It's nine islands. Um, and if you're looking at a map of like the whole world, you honestly don't really see it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at Google Maps right now and I'm having a hard time finding it.
0: Yeah. So it's like, It's in a really weird spot. I was looking as I was doing my research. This one place said it was like about 2,000 kilometers from Canada, about 1,500 from this northern tip of Africa, and about another 1,500 from Europe. So it's in this very weird in-between spot. Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. But it's it's its own it's its own place, but it's closely um, closely related to Portugal actually.
1: Okay. That checks out from just from looking at it, it it looks like the the nearest country
0: it's to is probably Portugal. Yeah. So it's a collection of nine islands and most of them are actually craters left behind by volcanoes. Oh, so the topography is pretty sweet. A lot of times you'll hear it called the Hawaii of Europe because you see the pictures and you're like, Oh wow. This is like some place in, in South America maybe, but no, it's, it's technically part of Europe, uh, so very cool there. Mostly, you fly into the big island, um, Sao Miguel. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you fly in there, and then you can get to the other eight islands by flying with the local airline, S-A-T-A or SATA. I don't know if you, like that's how they say it, but yeah, they have a local airline. And then you can also get there by ferry um, between the islands. And there's a really cool... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Most... There's a lot of... Um, one of the biggest attractions is seeing the the calderas. Um, so that's, again, kind of like the space that's left behind when a volcano erupts. It's kind of like a basin that holds... A bunch of magma. So once the magma erupts, you just have this big crater in the ground. Yeah, Mount Pico. I I forget which island that's on. What if we had
1: a volcano in Wisconsin? That would be
0: insane,
1: dude. Sorry, that <laughs> like, was just a random thought that came to mind.
0: I feel like so few people, like you, don't even have a con. You know what a mountain looks like, but a volcano. Yeah. Even a dormant one, that's, like, completely different than a mountain.
1: I feel like we would all die, honestly. We wouldn't know what to do. Like, not not necessarily
0: be because... Pompeii all over again.
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm just imagining it'd be like, you know what it's like when people in, like, southern Texas, like, <laughs> see snow? <laughs> snow. <laughs> and they just, like, yeah. lose all concept of how to operate
0: as a human? People from Texas... We are clowning you right now.
1: Or <laughs> we're, we're we're clowning you, but also I know a lot of people from Texas. Uh our next guest, stay tuned for that on the next episode. He's actually from Texas.
0: So Whoa, chill. you're gonna divulge his gender? All right, chill. Oh yeah. Well, he he identifies as he. So bags out of the gat with that. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. I've never heard that version before. What? what bag i just made it up oh the the gut bag yeah anyway anyway, (laughs) okay yeah um sao miguel uh the the big island has the oldest and only tea plantation in all of europe really i mean obviously it wasn't at one time there were probably lots but Right now, it's the only tea plantation in all of Europe. Um, so they know how to make tea. <laughs> so I would imagine that Europe
1: probably like imports some, a lot of their tea from there. Maybe. I don't,
0: I was thinking about that as I like researched it. Like, where are we getting tea from? Yeah. Cause I feel like all those British people would die if, uh,
1: <laughs> again, get tea. Not- not saying anything bad about british people i just i know you guys like your tea so
0: yeah. i'm just wondering where you get it from they're big on tea yeah um i was also looking we kind of wanted to give you guys some practical stuff that you wouldn't get just from looking up how to get to any of these places
1: right we we did uh, deep here at the living uncharted podcast
0: yeah i obviously anywhere you go you can get a hotel Um, but I've been hearing a lot about hostels lately. Um, And like bad people or like... (laughs) Hostel with an E. I don't know if you're paying attention to the news. I feel like you are hearing
1: about a lot of hostels.
0: (laughs) That's another issue. Let's keep politics out of this. (laughs) So a hostel is basically just like a hotel, but in most cases in a hostel, you'll have like a dorm room. So a bunch of beds uh, and usually like a couple bunk beds in one room. So it is a little bit different because you're sharing a room with other people that are staying at the hostel. Sure. But because you're sharing a room, you can stay at these places for way less money. I found one. I think this was also on San Miguel but they're they're all over. I found this one for $18 a night. Oh my gosh. So you're I mean, you could look at sharing a room with a bunch of strangers as a downfall. But I looked on their website and they said every uh every guest gets like a little cubby that you can like lock all your valuable stuff up okay so you're not really risking these people stealing anything from you and you gotta think like they're in the same position as you are so you could look at it as a downfall or you could look at it as like you're getting to stay with a bunch of strangers in the same place as you are and they're probably traveling too so yeah That's true. you have got a bunch of like built-in friends. A lot of people I've watched, like they talk about hostels a lot on travel, like TikTok channels and YouTube channels that I follow. And a lot of the times you're at the hostel and you're just chilling with all the other people. Um, You're getting drinks and you're playing games and um, you're going on like, like, a bunch of people are like, oh, let's go to the beach. And you're like, yeah, I'm going.
1: <laughs> that does sound epic. You're right. Because, like, when you were first describing that, I was like, ugh. I feel like I would hate being right. cooped up with a bunch of other random people that I've never met before. But, right. yeah, if, if you're all there for the same reason, then, you know, who, who knows? Like, some pretty cool bonds could potentially be formed. Yeah,
0: And that's like, yeah, you're, like, with them. I mean... And if you didn't like them particularly, you can leave and, like, just be there to sleep, basically. Yeah. Right. So, pretty pretty cool uh, idea for keeping living costs down. And a lot of them, I was looking at one, they, like, make breakfast for you uh, for free. That That would be pretty nice. With your night. So that's one way if you're looking to do it a little bit more on a budget. Uh, another strategy is World Packers. Uh, it's an app that you can get. I think they, I mean, obviously they have a website too, but you pay like, I think it's like 40 bucks for a membership for a year and you get full access to World Packers network of hosts around the world. And basically, you pick a host anywhere you're going, and um, you go and volunteer part-time. Usually, it's like a farm or a hostel, and you volunteer and help with whatever duties they need for a couple hours a day. And then you have the rest of the day to go out and explore. And they give you a place to stay. They usually have like um, they usually can get you like local discounts on food and trips and stuff. Some will give you like a bike to ride around, Uh, and usually they cover at least one of your meals for the day. Um, So that would be like. If you don't mind getting your hands dirty a little bit and milking some cows or something (laughs) for a few hours, um, you can stay for free and take a lot of your food budget and put it towards other stuff. Yeah. Volunteering. That's I only found... Yeah. It's a sweet opportunity. I I only found two World Packers hosts in the Azores, but... There's lots of other like it's a worldwide thing. That's um, cool. they're a pretty small group of islands, so there aren't that many. But that's definitely an option. Well, I feel like the fact that the fact
1: that there is two of them just mm-hmm. on those islands that's I that's actually honestly a lot considering yeah. how small they are.
0: So, and as far as a visa, you don't need one if you're coming from specifically Europe or the. US I don't know about other countries I think there are some countries that you need a, a visa to come from sure um but no visa so there you go get your passport get on a flight to San Miguel and do a couple days or weeks of island hopping see the Hawaii. Of Europe. That sounds epic. Yeah. Not sure when are we going, dude. I was looking at some of the pictures, <laughs> and it's got it's got to be soon, man. I got to see this place. Just like you can you can get mountains other places, you can even get volcanoes other places, but like the Azores have like these craters, and it's epic. It's crazy. So that one's definitely, um, it, it was on the list before I started researching it, and it's higher on the list after I researched it. <laughs> Good. I'll try to include some pictures probably in the Instagram post. I'll put some up.
1: There we go. Good deal. But, yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, I've got one more that I want to share with you all. Um, so this is something that most of you have probably heard of people doing before, but it's the concept of backpacking through Europe. And honestly, it's a little bit different than I thought it was before I started doing research on it. Low-key, I kind of just thought it was you get a backpack and then you just like randomly start traversing through the woods across <laughs> Europe and see where you end up. Um, try to stay away from bears. And- right, which <laughs> if you want to do that, by all means, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can. But it's a little bit more intricate than that. Um, It actually usually involves actually visiting quite a few city and urban areas too, depending on what route you want to plan. So I've got a little bit of details here just on one, the types of preparation you should make if you decide you want to go on a backpacking trip, pretty much anywhere. And then I've got um, a suggested route of backpacking through Europe that I found. So um, yeah, in terms of preparing for it, usually you want to set aside I mean, it, it depends on how how long you plan to travel. Um, if you want to get the full experience, probably set aside a couple months. Um, if you want a shorter trip, you can probably get away with two to four weeks or so. But yeah, so basically try and allocate time if you can. I know that doesn't work for a lot of people just who have jobs. But yeah, I don't know if you ever get the chance, you know, go for it
0: that's Um, an easy problem to fix just Just don't have a job that's right (laughs) simple
1: apparently it's a good idea to have travel insurance for when you go Mm. i can understand how this would be a good idea specifically especially if you're planning on going for several months where lots of things can happen when you're traveling depending on the types of transportation that you're using, what you've got in your backpack, et cetera. So yeah, I could definitely see how having insurance for that would be particularly helpful.
0: Did you look into at all what that
1: would cover? That is an excellent question. The, they, the site that I've found suggests a really good insurance company for this is world nomads. Sounds, sounds pretty cool.
0: Yes, it does. Let's see what it covers.
1: Oh, it's not even that expensive. Usually it's only it looks like it says it's only about $100 to $300 for travel insurance. Hmm. So that's not terrible. Uh, it covers medical emergencies, okay. um, which I could definitely say that's important because like yeah. if you've got health insurance in America, that's probably not going to help you a whole lot if you're overseas.
0: Uh, I have badger care. <laughs> that's Can right. you please do surgery on my shoulder?
1: <laughs> if your trip gets canceled... Um, If there's any flight delays in certain areas, depending on what type of what type of transportation you're using, if you lose your luggage and they'll cover certain items, if they're stolen um, or damaged, they'll cover that, too. So, yeah, I could definitely see how that could potentially be helpful.
0: So, yeah, travel insurance. I'd be the person that would be like, ah, travel insurance. Who needs it? And then, (laughs) like, have a major injury and have thousands of dollars of whatever stolen from me and yeah just be like wow sounds like it probably would have been worth it yeah
1: another another suggestion is to find a relatively cheap airfare to want to get to europe because the main part of your of your trip isn't flying from wherever you are to europe it's traveling once you're there yeah um so yeah, just like trying to find as cheap airfare as you can to Europe. But this doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be cheap in and of itself, but try and compare your options, find the cheapest one available to you. Cause that's, that's not what you want to focus on in terms of the actual travel experience.
0: Probably if they have a goat on the plane, that's probably like, maybe you don't want to go that cheap. Just a teensy weensy bit of a red flag there,
1: <laughs> you know? I mean... Who who knows? Maybe maybe this goat farmer is actually a really good pilot.
0: Hmm. No, you never know. Might be Farmers, like a a passenger had
1: a goat, but <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it, that's maybe it's an emotional support animal. I was gonna say that. Yeah, there you go. Make sure to find your some some good travel guidebooks and online resources. Um, I know this is not very specific, but um, this website that I'm looking at right now, again this link to this website will be in the description of the episode. Um, It gives a lot of general things that you should have in mind and then provides further links to examples of those if you want to follow up on that. Um, Finding travel guidebooks, good idea. Um, One thing that I honestly didn't think a whole lot about when I was thinking about this before I started researching is be aware of what season you're traveling in Mm. when you're deciding where to go. Because like summer is obviously going to be the busiest, which... Uh, depends on what you're looking for if you're okay with that that's fine because it'll still be good weather but there'll be other good places that you can visit other parts of the year that might not be as busy um so yeah just be aware of which season you want to go in and how that will affect your experience that you have
0: and that's for all of these places definitely. oh yeah
1: absolutely check up before you go yep make sure uh if you can get like and i, I guess i don't know now as i'm thinking about this, this is maybe not not super necessary have a way to communicate um with people the suggestion they have here is find like a high-speed mobile data plan for your phone that works internationally mm. um which the only reason i say i was hesitant about bringing that up is because like i don't know depending on the type of experience you want maybe like don't be don't be glued to your phone when yeah. you're doing stuff like this like take pictures yes if you need to look up directions to a place to go sure your wife um, can wait, though. Well, well. Hopefully, <laughs> your wife is right there with you. <laughs> um, I know mine will be. Uh, just be, I know that she, she would be upset that she didn't get to experience the things that we experience. So, but yeah, definitely. Like, e- if you, even if you don't have a good mobile data plan, find some way to communicate. Whether it's a track phone or I don't honestly know how phone service works in
0: Europe. Probably. I mean, if you. Had in anywhere where there was Wi-Fi, you could just communicate through Messenger and stuff, but that wouldn't be as uh, secure, definitely.
1: Yep. So yeah, that those are some general things to consider. This site also gives some really good um, lists for what to pack when you're on your way. I'm going to be listing um, the one a pa- suggested packing list for men. They also have one for women on the site as well. And so... It's, uh, he suggests limiting yourself to 20 to 22 pounds worth of gear, including your backpack. Dang. Yeah. Yep. Which might not, it might not seem like a lot and it, it's not, uh, he said pretty light. Yeah, no, uh, it's good to take that in consideration. Um, one for, if you ever have to be on a plane, you want to make sure that this will fit under carry on. Um, but also just, you're going to be carrying this around with you everywhere you go so just don't kill your back base in terms of clothes have only a few shirts and pants two pairs of underwear for every day
0: you're gonna be going obviously every day holy crap every day yeah. Woo, asher what are you doing blowing out <laughs> <laughs> don't really
1: bother with toiletries those are things that i know a lot of people try to like when they're just flying especially domestically in the u.s trying to find toiletries that'll satisfy TSA requirements. Don't bother with that for this trip. Um, Just buy stuff as you go when you need it. Don't have a guidebook that's super bulky. Try and find like a pamphlet or something, something that's pretty light um, that you can fold up really easily. Make sure you have some nice travel socks. uh, And some of the good qualities of those socks would be, uh, make sure they're moisture wicking, fast drying, odor blocking, and don't use hundred percent cotton
0: socks. Dude, I feel like NASA needs to design these socks. <laughs> they got to be waterproof. Yo, proof, yo Elon, waterproof. What, what are you up to? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's only designing a bulletproof truck right now. I'm sure he's got time. <laughs> Five pairs of underwear is usually good. Shoes are super important. And make sure, obviously, they're not just like sandals or something like that. Because again, you're going to be walking for the majority of the time while you're there. Leather sneakers are what he he suggests, but some hiking shoes, like especially waterproof ones, can also be good for that. One or two sweaters, like a rain poncho. Make sure you got that uh, fleece jacket. And again, this like this might seem like it's a lot to fit in one backpack, but he also gives suggestions on like the type of backpack to bring. Um, one where it's very compact but you can still like fit a lot of stuff in it at the same time so and then like bring like a small travel day pack too. um, something that's kind of smaller that you can just put like everyday stuff in so yeah that's that's kind of the deal with packing yes hold on now packing 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 <laughs> make sure to research um, hostels, hotels, rental apartments, other accommodation while you're there. Do, do, do trains, flights, and other transportation in Europe. It's a big consideration. That would be something super cool. I feel like about traveling a lot in Europe. Like one thing that I really wish that the U.S. would have kept up is our rail system. Yeah, because it is utterly lacking. Yeah,
0: public transportation in general, not great in the U.S. is. Uh, Subpar, yes it is. So yeah, use uh, travel by
1: trains if you can.
0: Sheep will usually give you a helping hand too <laughs> if you offer them some uh, food in exchange a for sheep transport. Sheep, yeah. Oh geez. I've been to Europe, so I know these things. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, you have been to Europe, obviously. We actually have a, a future guest that has backpacked Europe so oh yo I forgot maybe, about that maybe they'll tell us about that
1: yeah absolutely there's a few other things to consider um again just check out this link he provides a suit lot lots of helpful information including avoiding tour scams and pickpockets po- pick which hmm. that's probably important to know so yeah that's some of the things you need to know just prepare for when you're going Um, i found a particular route that i thought was super epic um, that I would personally want to do. This is called the Western Europe Grand Tour. Whoa! Um, this is this is a link you're definitely gonna to want to go to because it's got a picture of this tour and or this route. It's massive. It's so cool. So you start in the UK in London. Um, really? Obviously. Yep. You start in London. Ton of cool stuff to see there. Obviously, I feel like most of us are pretty familiar with London. Then you go to Scotland.
0: Which Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you do
1: which is north i'm going to say of london
0: you have uh, to fly there or take a ferry
1: uh no i think it's 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 like it's still part of the island of like the united kingdom oh, okay and then you can head over to ireland which for that you would probably have to take a ferry or something cuz that's um still in the same area
0: obviously you can tell how good my uh <laughs>
1: geography
0: geography knowledge is
1: hey, that's all right. We're all here to learn. Then you can hit up the Netherlands. So at this point, if you are kind of trying to keep a mental image in your head, if you start in London, head north to Scotland, and then a little bit southwest to Ireland, to cut to the Netherlands, you're kind of already going in a loop, which, yeah, you get to the Netherlands, Netherlands, do-do-do, which, go to Amsterdam, Amsterdam, it's a cool place oh, yeah. belgium would be be the next one on the route i actually know some people who've been to belgium and apparently it was a good time uh luxembourg luxembourg is the the next one on this route so at this point from netherlands to belgium to luxembourg you kind of you move southwest from the netherlands to belgium and then southeast a little bit from belgium to luxembourg and then you cut west into germany Uh, Which is actually some place I would really really love to see. We'll get to hear a little bit about Germany from our guest on our next episode. Yeah, bunch of cool places to go in Germany. Czech Republic also next on the route. Austria. Those are all kind of right next to each other. But the next big pivot from there is Italy. Which again... This I know that when we had Hannah, Asher's mom on the show, she talked a little bit about Italy. I think Italy would be epic. I really wish I'd been there. My brother's actually been to Italy, and I haven't. So that's kind of a flex that he has on me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> One of the few flexes. Yes. My brother's he's, he, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, then you go north to Switzerland, cut over to France uh, from there. Stay with me. I know this is a long route. This is... How long does it suggest for this route? Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Okay. France, Spain, Portugal, and then the grand finale. And honestly, I think this is the biggest... Oh, yeah. It's by far the longest distance between any two destinations on this route. Portugal to Greece. Uh, Which, that's going to be where i mean if you wanted to i feel you could uh you could hop on a boat uh you could also just fly <laughs> from from there so yeah but i mean again this is called this ain't called the grand tour for nothing you know like you get you get everything going but, around europe the long way that's right um let's see they're not really saying how long that would take which i feel like is a bit of an oversight because i I can imagine that would I
0: feel like that could be like 6 months.
1: It de- I guess it depends on how how long you want to stay in each one. Yeah. Cuz like I know some people that have gone to like the UK, France and Greece all in a week. You know.
0: So like I feel like you can't even like if you did that you couldn't even say oh yeah, I've been to Greece because you were there for like two days. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you've been to one spot in Greece.
1: I definitely agree that if you, you know, you'll get a more full experience if you're able to stay there for for a little bit longer. But yeah, so that's the big route. The site that I'm on shows a few other (laughs) shorter routes if you're not up for the big one. But yeah, this is another thing that I would love to do. Uh, And Sounds like eventually we'll have a guest. Not our next one, but eventually we'll have a guest uh, that's been on a backpacking trip to Europe. So that'll be fun to hear about.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for that. Absolutely. All right. Next on the list is Colombia. Nice. I I never really thought about going to South America until I was watching this guy on TikTok called the digital bromad, I I can't forget his or I can't remember his actual name, um, but yeah, look him up on I don't know I think he's on YouTube too, but for sure TikTok. He, as his name suggests, he works in the digital economy, and he can work anywhere with Wi-Fi. So um, he's been traveling for years and making a full-time US income which for those of you who don't know the US dollar transfers really well to other currencies <laughs> um depending on where you are it doesn't always the transfer rate isn't always fantastic but specifically in South America it's really good so that's one thing like if you get a a job in the in the digital space or like some kind of work remote position you can you can be anywhere and still be making money. That is that is a really a cool thing that you, you know a cool thing about that. Cause like for me
1: in my experience I usually prefer to be in person at, you know, for me it, it would be an office probably, but like just in person wherever your work is like that's been my preferred experience. But I guess that is one big perk about working virtually is you can literally be wherever you want. So,
0: yeah, and I think, like he kind of said, I think he worked for maybe a few years in person. once I feel like that comes with once you get to know your your field a little better, you're more cemented, you can just you don't really need supervision anymore, right? And yeah, uh, he calls himself, a passport bro <laughs> and that's it sounds pretty cool. I don't currently I don't have any skills that would allow me to work remotely. But yeah. Being a passport bro sounds really cool. If I was in South America, I would just miss Seth way too much. So probably never actually do that. Again travel there together it could happen but yeah i i guess i'd be remiss if i didn't say seth you are directly holding me back from my dreams
1: okay now
0: um and yeah Uh... you're the only reason i haven't moved overseas and I'm sorry that I care about you. Okay, made a completely new life for myself. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say.
1: I completely neglect yourself. Oh my god. A,
0: co- a completely new life for myself. <laughs> like, okay, I was like, hold on now. That's a little, yeah. Um, I I would not neglect myself. Okay, that's good. Asher, take care of yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a message to everyone out there. You know, like, take care of others, serve others, but uh, take care of yourself too.
0: One of my favorite comedians. His name is Theo Vaughn.
1: Oh, um, you like Theo Vaughn? I. Lo- All right. Uh, are we about- get off your high horse? Are we Seth? about to get into a debate about Theo Von? Oh my gosh. It- I'm sorry. I, <gasps> I can't stand the guy.
0: What? Yeah. Oh boy. So that we're gonna have words about this off
1: the air <laughs> that probably means that we're not if he's listening to this episode uh shout out to theovan even though i don't think you're funny shout out to you uh, okay he's probably <laughs> not gonna settle wanna,
0: down with the fighting words there
1: he's probably not gonna want to come on the pod anymore
0: yeah he's super famous so he probably wouldn't anyway <laughs> hey we're still gunning for will ferrell so we are yeah. um, we're not gunning yeah. for it it's more of an inevitability at this point
1: right you know our um, people are talking to his people
0: yeah or they will be Right. Yeah. once we have our people <laughs> anyway
1: yeah, that's my bad
0: what is it O even- Vaughn says in his podcast he's also a podcast host yeah that's right
1: we don't need to give his podcast a shout out
0: I'm sure not because I don't shout like it this past weekend Hosting or hosted by Theoban.
1: I'm just saying he's probably got enough pub that he doesn't need us to shout him out. So
0: he doesn't. He really doesn't need us, Seth. (laughs) But maybe he wants us. Did you ever think about that? Anyway, Uh, in his podcast, he says. Be good to yourself. That's it. That's his. That was the point you were trying to make. That's his sign off. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. and Until next time, be good to yourselves. And it's beautiful.
1: Oh, man.
0: He's actually a super positive and uplifting dude.
1: Yeah. So, Asher, what's cool about Columbia? We haven't heard anything about Columbia. So,
0: getting getting back to that. Yeah. So, I haven't become a passport bro yet because of Seth. Anyway, some really cool things about Columbia I wanted to talk about. It's one of Earth's 17 uh, megadiverse countries, and it has the highest level of biodiversity per square mile in the world. Uh,
1: For for those of us who are accounting majors in the audience, could you please define biodiversity?
0: Yeah, so basically it's just jam-packed with opportunities for adventure. So um, (laughs) (laughs) if you're looking for... Desert, grassland, beaches, highlands, or literally the Amazon rainforest. Uh it's in Colombia.
1: Uh so like a bunch of different like ecosystems.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Everything. Every every biome basically in Colombia. Yeah, it's the highest level of biodiversity per square mile in the world. It's the second most biodiverse in general in the world. So yeah, a lot of lot of things to see. The Digital Bromad, he spent a lot of time in Medellin, Colombia. Uh so I was originally thinking I would just talk only about Medellin, but I ended up looking into some other cities and areas. And yeah, we're gonna we're going to Colombia bro. It's it's happening. All right, for sure. Uh, one of the cities to visit is Cartagena. Stroll through the city, go to Ciudad Amur Amuralado Amuralada. Sorry, um, I'm impressed that you even were able to give that a shot. So. Amuralada. Yep. Uh, it's a walled city inside Cartagena because Cartagena is. A port city. So it used to be attacked by pirates. Ooh. So part of the city. I mean, like, no, sorry, like being attacked by pirates is terrible. Boo. (laughs) No, not pirates. Because of that, also, they made a castle right next to the city Castillo de San Felipe de Barajas. The castle overlooks the city and it's right next to the ocean. And you can just, I'm pretty sure I was looking up, you can just go to this castle for free. Um, Oh, sick. That's pretty sweet. You can explore the city in the daytime, and then in the evening go to the city's party center Gethsemane and get ready for some salsa dancing. um, Not to be confused with uh, with the biblical city of Gethsemane. Yeah, it's spelled a little different, but it sounds pretty, pretty similar. You can also book a trip with uh, Chiva or Party Bus.
1: Party!
0: They (laughs) They play live violinato music on the bus, and there's usually an open bar on the bus, so that's pretty sweet. And if you're looking for a more rugged experience, can check out the sierra nevada de santa marta mountain range and if you're okay with a three-day hike you can book a, a group tour into the jungle that three-day hike will take you to la cuidad perdida or the lost city in english that's epic it's sweet and that is Colombia's best archaeological site so you can literally go to this centuries old Colombian city and most of it is above ground super old super cool and that's what i've got for you on Colombia that's like barely scratching the surface yeah jeez that does sound
1: awesome I would once again like to apologize to the audience for us running a little long. I I feel like that's just gonna be the norm from now on. And if yeah. if you don't want to listen to an hour long podcast, then if you really have to, you can play us on two times speed. So <laughs> I've already talked to someone who'd done that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not usually a two time speed guy when it comes to podcasts. No. Like I usually like to fully embrace
0: everything that the podcast has to offer usually if there's a 0.75 speed that's kind (laughs) of oh my gosh that's my lane right there (laughs) asher processes things very slowly asher's got the 0.75 processor (laughs) the 0.75 3000 that's right yep so yeah Thanks
1: for listening, guys. But before we go, we've got another edition of Adventure Microdose. Do do do.
0: You want to start us off, Seth?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so for this one, I'm just I'm going to talk a little bit about um, my experience at Thanksgiving this year. It was really really cool because I got to spend time with both my family and my wife's family. So that was really cool. Double
0: um, Thanksgiving. That's
1: right. My wife's. Grandparents who live in Colorado, they took a trip over to Madison to visit uh, for a few days. And so we got to, they were here from Tuesday to Saturday, that week of Thanksgiving. And so we actually kind of bookended our Thanksgiving experience with them because on that Tuesday, we went and got dinner with them. And then Wednesday through Friday, we drove up north to Amaro and Oshkosh area, Um, to visit. Well, we, my mom's house first. And then on Thanksgiving day, we traveled even a little bit further North to my grandparents' house um, for the day of. And that was, that was super fun. Uh, But one thing that was kind of weird about this Thanksgiving was that we didn't have any of the traditional Thanksgiving foods. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a little strange. My, my grandma, bless her heart. She's getting she's getting a little up there and she just, she didn't want to, Go through all the hassle of having to make a turkey this year, which is perfectly understandable. Uh, love your Grandma. And, it's a lot of work. Yeah. No, I don't. Making a turkey is insane. And so we kind of did like a soup potluck type deal, mm. which was good. It was good food. But by the time Rowan and I made it back to Madison, we were both like, well, especially her. But both of us were like, you know, we really miss. I really miss tradi- a little bit of thanks- traditional Thanksgiving food. So what we did on that Saturday was we made ourselves some nice mashed potatoes and gravy, some green beans, some stuffing, some not turkey, um, but some chicken. And then we we watched a Hallmark movie and we put up our Christmas tree. Works. Dang. So, yeah, it was it was nice to see family on, on both for both of us like both of our families and then just having a little bit of time to ourselves to have some r- real thanksgiving food and bring in the, the holiday season so yeah beautiful gorgeous <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my microdose since last time whoa That sounds, uh, whoa, that's, <laughs> sounds weird <laughs> that was
1: really bad
0: my adventure <laughs> my friend shay and i shout out shay uh, i'm not gonna say his last name because maybe i want that a secret <laughs> in case the authorities come looking for us
1: is he in the witness protection program
0: not yet not yet it's in the i'm program. trying to change that <laughs> <laughs> oh geez okay um No, so he and I went, we went and did some urban exploration in Oshkosh a couple weeks back, but I think it was last week now, we went to another city and we had kind of scoped out another uh, fire escape. Um, So we got up on another rooftop late at night and walked around a little bit. Saw the sights. It, it started snowing, actually, as we were up there. So we got some pretty Aww. cool pictures. It was very romantic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we ended up, uh, we got down, and there was this there was this trail that we saw. And both of us were kind of like, eh, 50-50. It was already pretty late. Um, We were like, do we really want to go down it? Shay kind of left it up to me. And I was like, let's just check it out. We don't have to go far. So we went a little ways and it this trail went under this, this overpass. So we checked out under the bridge a little bit, hung out there. And then we kept going down the trail and figured out it wasn't really much of a walking trail because uh, there was a construction site at the end of this trail. Oh, no, don't tell me. So, and there was, um, there were some locks like boat locks, uh, whatever you're about to say, keep in mind that there may be cops listening to our show.
1: (laughs) They'll never find me.
0: And then watch, and then I'll put my like mailing address (laughs) on the podcast at some point. So we go over there and we're just kind of looking around and we see this huge crane. And Shay and I both kind of look at it and then look at each other. And we're like, we, ha- we have to. So the door to this crane was open. Oh my word. No. So we sat in the crane and took some pretty cool pictures of us uh chilling in the crane. We turned some lights on. That was pretty cool. And then closed that up. There was another, it, it was like a a big forklift out that door was also open
1: oh my word this construction company get your crap together
0: yeah i don't know there i mean there were no keys in anything
1: <laughs> we've got hood, oh. we've got hoodlums like asher just running around
0: yeah yeah well yeah and then we left so no no destruction that's just good a little bit that's of good to hear. bruising and there were no to be fair to us there were no no trespassing signs on any like near the construction site so
1: mm, i see
0: we have uh we'll see yeah, what the lawyer say some about legal that. some legal term for innocence we have it <laughs> that's all i want to say about that it was super fun a little sketchy.
1: It was but... super fun. It feels super good. I wanna do it all the time. You remember what that's from? No. It's it's one of Andy Dwyer's songs. I'm not gonna finish the rest of the song. <laughs> um,
0: you guys, right, Parks and Rec you. fans out there, shout out to Parks and Rec. Love that you show. Probably remember this song, but all right, that's good. all we got for you, folks. That's right. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be good to yourselves. Shout out to Yvonne again.
1: Be good to yourselves and be good to others.